Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. I thought we were going to have to get a new one of those for the uh, second season. No, well, Bolton haven't been relegated yet. Norwich haven't been promoted yet. Atlanta are still MLS Cup champions, though. And he's mentioned it. Welcome to 2019, everyone. Season 2, episode 1. Let's do it. This is the MLS UK Show. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Welcome to season 2 of the MLS UK Show. In case you didn't know by now, my name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Let's see what we've got for you today. It's a big one. It's a big return, I feel. Let's just go straight in there. Just going to drop the bomb. Go on, you do it. 2019 kicks off with a very special guest on the MLS UK show, Chicago Fire's Mo Adams. He's joining us a little later on. UK, UK, UK. Doesn't quite work. The same as USA, but you know, we're we're getting there. Uh, Also, we need to talk Super Draft because it's happening today. And of course, all of the usual rubbish that we bombard you with as well. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Happy New Year, Henry Hewitt. Happy New Year, Elliot, even though it is January the 11th. This is the year. This is the year Orlando City win more than nine games. (laughs) Come on, they've added an extra playoff space now. Be optimistic. New optimistic 2019 New Year. Orlando could well finish above where he finished last season. It's highly likely. Mm. <laughs> well. By process of elimination. Anyway. You've got a new team in the conference now, so another team to lose to. Uh, all right. It all begins 
2019 on the MLS UK show. We're back. I want so badly to disagree with you, but I'm just over <laughs> it. I'm over it already. Um, how exciting is this, by the way? Our first guest of the year, and we're going big. We're going Mo Adams. It was really important to me that we had a UK uh, UK guest on first. Mm-hmm. And I think um, our, our first ever guest was Jack Stern, the goalkeeping coach of FC Cincinnati. Um, that, was, that was important because um, it was... An expansion side looking to join the league. Of course, they're about to they're about to pick. How they got the first pick in the super draft later on today. Um, but when it came to players, and w- when we decided to ramp it up a little bit and get some players on the show, it had to be first of all. I would say the first player that actually ever followed us back in the day when we first started out. Yeah, before we'd even recorded an episode, and somebody from the UK. Mo Adams, I'm excited. I mean, I can't wait to chat to him. Yeah, can I just say as well, when mm. Elliot says, oh, we've uh, only had Jack Stern on uh, as a guest, I know we've had loads of other guests on, we've had fans, but you guys are one of us, so we, we don't consider you a guest, you're just one of us. Yeah, you're just joining the party. Yeah, so this is, I'm sure you'd excuse me saying, this is a big guest, Mo Adams on the show a little later on. And we've got him on because he's going to, if there's anyone who's going to know about the Super Draft... And what goes on behind the scenes. Mm, and the combine. And the combine. Mo Adams is the guy, of course. Last season, he got drafted to uh, Chicago Fire, but only after RSL. Traded the pick. From yeah. There. So we'll be talking to him about that. And if you don't have a clue what the Super Draft is, don't worry, because we've got you covered. I, I, I kind of know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like five years in and still something's happened. And you're like... My head hurts, but we're going to walk you through it uh, in just a little bit. But first, we can't start an MLS UK show. I know it's like New Year, New Me and all that, but we can't not do the game with the changing name. And what's the name this week, Elliot? Uh, I'm doing it, am I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, We give you the career path of an MLS player and you have to tell us who it is. Yes. Now, we had a plan for this. And we thought, we've got the guy who is going to be part of uh, mm-hmm. this. However, after just Googling him... Oh, I've done it. I've got it all here. Yeah, but have you seen where he was born? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I have. So it doesn't count. It's not the UK. Uh... He's played in the UK. Are we opening it up? Are we now? Because we're going to run He's out of players. He's played in the UK and MLS. So are we going to now say that the game with no name... The changing name. Sorry, the game with the changing name is going to be opened up to players that have played in both the UK and MLS. I don't know, because if not, I've got another one for you, which does qualify under the old rules. Hmm, I think we should open it up. Okay. Personally. Well, let's do the one we're going to do. This is just, I'm just saying this because normally I've got to choose uh who it is and and i am running out of ideas i thought i got a good one with this one however he's not actually from the uk he's from very near the uk mm. which you can probably guess which country he's from but he's from the southern part of that country so uh, there's your first clue i mean how many clues do you want to give <laughs> um interesting uh career path and by interesting i mean it's absolutely vile <laughs> what a horrific career path this guy's had oh come on you do it um, I don't want to say the names of some of these. Oh, well, you make me do it as a Bolton fan. He's played for Burnley and Wigan. There we go. Not exactly 
Bolton's uh, favourite teams. Uh, he played for Burnley uh, for eight years, 236 appearances. <laughs> eight 20... years in Burnley, there's a punishment. <laughs> 27 goals. Uh, he then played for Wigan for three years, 82 appearances, eight goals. He's now joined the MLS, well, he did in 2016. But who are we talking about? Are you going to give the MLS team or not? No, that would make it way too easy. Okay. Went on loan to Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, just to add to the uh, the glamorous list of locations. Um, so who is it? Let us know. Tweet us at MLS UK show. Remember, we do know if you're cheating. We do know if you've waited to the end of the podcast and then you're going to tell us then. Yeah, if you're watching you on Netflix or you've already seen it, that's how we know. Yeah. We just do. <laughs> we just do. Uh, right, Super Draft. Now, I'm. this is my third season really watching MLS. My yep. second one where I'm intensely watching it. Mate, I love the Super Draft. I absolutely love it. Well, we, we're that sad that we watched last year's Super Draft back. And then obviously we watched the one with, um, well, because Mo was in it. Yeah, and then yeah. we watched the one before that uh, where Jack Harrison was traded in the actual draft. Yeah, 2016, that was a good one. And it's really interesting to, to see the players who you may not, the, the players later today who are getting drafted, you might not know them, you might not know much about them. You're probably going to know at least a few of them in 12 mm. months' time. Yeah, of course. Um, the Super Draft is... Tough. I mean, I think there'll be people listening who maybe live in the States and Canada and will have been through this maybe 20 times. It can be tough. So this year it's in Chicago, it's happening today, and the MLS Superdraft is where every team in the league gets one pick per round. There's four rounds, one pick each, so they get four picks in total. Each team has a chance to try and draft their ideal player, the one they've seen play and the, the one that they really, really want. Um, draft picks are tradable. So you'll notice that some teams have a lot of draft picks. Cincinnati, for example, have got 10 because they've <laughs> done a lot of trading. Uh, Philadelphia, for example, none because they've got rid of all of them to yeah. FC Cincinnati. Um, so initially every team had the same amount, but a lot of them have been traded. So you'll see that maybe Cincy will, will probably pick like a load of players in a row and then somebody else won't pick any. But it's because of trades. Um, available for selection are all of the college soccer players from across US and Canada. These players were invited to Orlando to participate in the MLS Combine where they got a chance to show off their abilities. And all of the clubs scouted the players there and they decided who they wanted to draft. So right now, if you went to every single club and their front office you, and you said... Who are you after? They'd all they'd all give you their main targets for the draft. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've probably all picked the same players. So this is where it's really important to get the draft spots, um, and this is why a lot of the trades go down. Luckily for Orlando, the draft spots are allocated in reverse order of where <laughs> you finished last year, uh, which doesn't work out so well for Atlanta, unfortunately. Well. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, I think they do it in NFL. So if you finish, win the MLS Cup or the Super Bowl or, and, and you're losing the, the final, you've got the last two picks. And of course, teams that finish at the bottom of the table, we're talking Orlando, San Jose, get the first picks, which is, it, we love the way MLS is. We love the way how a team can have a really awful season and then go and challenge for the MLS Cup the next season. This helps to that. Uh, to avoid what we see in the European leagues, in particular England, where you've got the same teams challenging for top spot every season. Mm. This is just another example of MLS being extra, and we love it. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, just just so you can you can picture how it's going to go down imagine a big conference room it's all kind of dark there's a big stage and a screen and each team it's kind of like an award ceremony each team's at their own table or the you know the manager and the front office all gathered on on the table uh, they've got phones they're doing it's like <laughs> it's kind of like um a bit of world trade going on yeah because they're all on the phones doing last minute deals etc 100% expect some deals to be going down while it's happening. Imagine transfer deadline day, but yeah. all of the chairman, the owners, the managers are just in one big room. That is the super draft. Yeah. Every three minutes, a pick is made. Uh, sometimes a timeout can be used, and that normally indicates that a trade is going down and they need a little bit more time to get it over the line. Um, commissioner, MLS Commissioner Don Garber will be on stage and he will announce each pick. So he will say with the first pick, of the 2019 MLS Super Draft, FC Cincinnati, choose from Wake Forest, whoever. Yeah. Um, and then the player will come up on stage and, and they will they will give a quick speech and thank their mum and dad to standard. So, just to give you a little bit of context, over the, over the last uh, decade or so, some of the notable first picks in the draft. Okay, so 2004, first pick in the draft. Do you want to have a guess? Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Yes. <laughs> um, 2014, went to Philadelphia Union. Any ideas? Oh, um, is he still there? Yeah. I don't know. Andre Blake. Ah, okay. Uh, 2015, went to Orlando. Is he still there? No. Is he still in the league? No. Striker. Left. Is he... Um, what is his name? He's he gone went to, to Turkey. Turkey, yeah. You you really don't like him. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Kyle Aaron. Kyle Aaron. There we go. Twenty sixteen first Jack, pick. Jack Harris. Yeah. Uh, Twenty seventeen was Minnesota. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I thought Joe Martino was. Twenty eighteen. I'm getting a twenty seventeen. Who was that? Minnesota. Is he still there? Abu Danladi. Ah, okay. Um, and Andrew Farrell holds the record for most games played in a rookie season after being drafted, and that was for New England Revolution. He made 32 appearances. Mm. So these aren't players, notoriously, that are going to come in and set the world alight and, and make a, a shed load of appearances. These are these are young um, young players with a big big potential, yeah, yeah. Um, potentially a big future, that you want to nurture, maybe get into a B team or a two team or a DOS team or whatever they call, whatever your club calls them, um, and... And bring bring them through, nurture them. Um, I know we we do we do touch on Atlanta and and Orlando a lot on this podcast, but the the reason I'm justifying talking about Orlando is that possibly one of the only good things that came out of 2018 for Orlando, cash money as they call him, uh, Chris Mueller. Right. Okay. Uh, apart from the uh, the Ronaldo celebration that he did, a very, very, very good season. Very good rookie season. Um, looking forward to seeing more from him in, in 2019. So this is a really important day today. The Super Draft mm. is, a, is a very, very important um, part of the, the MLS calendar. And there's one more thing that we need to talk about, and that's Generation Adidas. Yes. So Generation Adidas allows clubs to draft young players early. And this is to try and stop other teams across Europe or maybe Mexico or whatever approaching these players straight out of college and saying, look, don't finish, you know, don't finish college, just come and play, come and play for us. Um, so, uh, for example, uh, Michael Parkhurst, Brad Guzan in 2005 were Generation Adidas players. And these are players that are quite clearly very, very talented. 
and need to move now rather than wait until next year or maybe the year after. Yeah. Um, and so there's seven this year, um, including 18-year-old Frankie Amaya, who will be picked early. And also, I really like the look of JJ Williams. He looks like an absolute baller. <laughs> um, but again, 2012, Darren Maddox, Generation Adidas. Dom Dwyer, Generation Adidas. These are the players that have got a bit more history. I'll be honest with you. These are the ones that you look back in, in history and you're like, yeah, that was, that was a good signing. Yeah, and those players you mentioned, I've stuck in the league as well, which is, uh, you know, it shows that if you, you know, if you nurture these players earlier on, mm. uh, on, they will be loyal to the league. However, sometimes it doesn't go quite according to plan. No. Two instances. Last year, Shao Martino, he was uh, the first pick. LAFC took him. Unfortunately for him, now he plays for Orlando City. Made a lot of appearances, though. He did. But unfortunately, now he plays for Orlando City. Um, and second of all, Jack Harrison. We were watching this the other day. You can actually re-watch drafts on YouTube. Jack Harrison in, what year did you say? Was it 2015, 2016? Jack Harrison was 2016. 2016. He gets signed up by Chicago Fire. They mm. had the first pick. They chose Jack Harrison. And then as it goes on, there's a few rumblings behind the scenes and there's a few rumours going around. And he, in less than 30 minutes... Has to take off his Chicago Fire <laughs> scarf. He's still doing interviews about signing for Chicago Fire, and he no longer plays for them. He then plays for New York City. So trades can happen within the trade. It's a very Inception sort of thing that goes. Yeah, on. The, the, honestly, there's all sorts going on during the Super Draft. It's it's best to just sit back, watch, and just try and enjoy it, and try and try and make some kind of sense of it. Yeah. Um, we're we're talking about Generation Adidas now. Found an incredible year. Right. of, of uh, Generation Adidas players. 2006, listen to this, Dax McCartney. Okay. Kai Kamara. Right. Josie Altidore. Sasha Kleschen. That's a strong lineup. I mean, this is just an example of, of how these players can go on to do. So, um, like I say, ones to watch, Frankie Amaya for me, uh, and JJ Williams as well. Uh, Buchanan. Asian Buchanan. A lot of people talking about uh, talking about him. And do you know what? This is the thing. You can talk and talk and you can make your targets, you can set your targets, set your sights on a player. FC Cincy have got that first pick. Yeah. And it could they could be gone. And then you've got to re- then you've got to think about it. Don't be surprised as well. I'm not saying it will officially happen, but FC Cincinnati will be fielding calls all day today because clubs will be wanting that first pick. There, yeah. there will be trades on the table for FC Cincinnati. Whether they, whether they decide to take them, they might have their number one target, and it's worth more than three hundred thousand in TAM or GAM. But there will be offers. Yeah, Cincinnati have all the cards in this draft. They can, as Elliot said, they have got the first pick. They've got a whole load of other picks, so they can trade them. They can trade. You know, they might get some plays. They might be speaking to teams now, going. Well, if you pick him, we'll trade afterwards. With So all sorts is going to go on. Mm. If you're watching it, we will be watching it too. If you follow us on Twitter, at MLS UK Show, we will be sort of live tweeting, keeping you updated with everything that's going on until we just fall <laughs> down on the floor because our fingers are that tired through typing. Um, so get with us on that and keep... Uh, and if you yeah. can't watch it, because it's during the day, so it, especially over in the States, if you can't watch it, um, just just follow it on Twitter with us because uh, we'll be bringing you every single pick. Yeah. A man who knows all too well about the Super Draft, about the Combine, about... Because uh, last year, 
He was at the Combine, but only for one day. Yeah, he had uh, visa issues, turned up at the Combine for one day and smashed it. He, he was a member of Generation Adidas, so he had a guaranteed contract. He was always going to be drafted by someone, Mo Adams. Shall we get him on the show? Let's get him on the show. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. It is my pleasure to introduce our first guest of 2019 here on the MLS UK show. He's from the Chicago Fire. It's Mo Adams. Thank you, thank you. How you doing? You all good? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you guys? Very good, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for being in our, our first episode of 2019. It's good to be back. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm glad. I'm glad I could be here. Um, so talk, talk to us about today because you're actually back in training already, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually training in, in Denver. Um, so right now... You know, I'm just trying to get ready for the season. So it's kind of like training camp that I'm doing. Obviously, training in Denver in the high altitude and stuff is going to help me. So, you know, when I head back to Chicago, I actually fly back to Chicago this evening. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be ready and feeling really sharp, you know, raring to go for the season. So, is uh, Mo, is the high altitude like something that the fire have looked at in particular and chose Denver? Because, like, the English teams in the summer normally go to the US, but they go to, like, warmer climates. Mm-hmm. Is that something you've looked at? Um, for me, it was just, you know, trying to find, uh, I'm actually doing this as, you know, individually, not with the fire specifically. Um, we're still on the preseason break, uh, off season break, sorry. We start preseason on the 21st, but, um, you know, I just looked at places where it's, um, you know, it's going to kind of push me to the, to the limit. And I think going to an environment where I'm going to be challenged, um, you know, it's not often that we get to play in high altitude, you know, we, we, I think we came to Colorado last season and, you know, it's different playing up here. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm training alongside other pros, you know, from from Dallas, from the Rapids, from Toronto, um, you know, all over the league, uh, sporting Kansas City. So it's it's great to to, to obviously share my preseason with them and be pushed, you know, with the with the strength and conditioning stuff over here for sure. I was going to say because it's because it's just yourself um, and it, and it's not part of a, a Chicago Fire thing. How mm, many players? Yeah. How many players in MLS right now do you reckon are are doing the same sort of thing, or is this kind of you really, really pushing yourself, getting yourself ready for this 2019 season? Uh, I'd say this is me really, really pushing myself. Um, you know, I think everybody has their own goals and stuff to achieve. But for me, I think you know, to achieve my goals for 2019, I had to kind of make sacrifices, and that's you know, I only managed to go home to England for maybe 12 days I think you know the whole off season so I know it's for the best and it's going to pay off in the long run so I think you know everybody has their own way of preparing for the off season but for me I just kind of wanted to push myself to the max in order to place myself in the best possible position next season uh, Have you spoke to uh, the management of the fire yet? Have you have they given you your expect or their expectations of you or do they kind of fall in line with what you're planning and what they're planning? Um, I think you know they're both for, for off each other I think, you know, they want me to kind of push and cement a position within the team. And I think that's my goal, too. You know, last season, I made 17 appearances, um, started, I think, 11. And the rest were coming on a substitute, which is, you know, not bad for a first-year player. But, you know, I want to make it difficult for the coach not to put me in the 11. And I think that's my goal coming into the season. Um, and, you know, they believe, you know, um, that I'm going to be challenged and stuff like that Follow uh, next season, obviously. Uh, fighting for a position with Dax and Schweinsteig and all these guys but I think I'm capable of doing I think I showed glimpses of that last season but I believe that I've got a lot more to offer and you'll be seeing that in 2019 
Isn't it funny that uh, people have this perception, some people, I should say, have this perception that you kind of, you go over to MLS and it'll be an easy ride. You're talking about trying to get in a team with Bastian Schweinsteiger. That's the sentence yeah. that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's not it's not uh, a thing where you come here and coast. You know, you're going to be challenged each and every day and it's tough, you know. You know, competing in South Carolina is one of you know, the best players who's played the game. Um, and, you know, it's a player that I look up to and, you know, I love mine, but... You know, you got to work till you kind of idols become your rivals and you try to challenge them, and, you know, vice versa. Well, Elliot just said there, like, the so-called reputation of MLS, which as a, yeah. a show we're trying to uh, sort of show the people of the UK that there's a lot more to MLS than, uh, yeah. you know, Schweinsteiger or Ibra and Rooney, you know. Yeah. But for yourself, coming from England, do you have a, a thoughts on the standard before you went and how has that changed since you've been there? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, you know, I appreciate you guys doing this show because, you know, people in England may have a misconception that this league is looked at a retirement league or the level might not be up to par with European uh, soccer or football, whichever you'd like to call it. But no, definitely, it's very competitive. And you can see with the teams, the new franchises, LAFC and Atlanta, how well they've done, you know, in their first years and, you know, the first two years in the league. Um, but, you know, it's just not like, you know, you, you see the players like Rooney and Schweinsteiger's letter and all these guys and they're easy to look at and say okay they're good players but you know you look at the players who have just you know rising their names the likes of Amaron the likes of Jesus Martinez and all these guys um, it's definitely a league that's, that's improving drastically and extremely quickly and I think you know it's, it's, it's gonna you know attract more and more young players I think more so than, than legends coming into the league but um, no definitely I think you know, uh, it deserves the credit that it's starting to get in the UK with obviously Rooney giving it the attention it deserves. But, um, you know, like you guys said, there's a, like I said, sorry, there's a misconception of the league maybe not being as good as the likes in Europe. But when you play in it, it's completely different. You know, it's, it's, it's very good and it's, it's fun, it's challenging and uh, it's really competitive too. Yeah, I, I, as much as I want to know, I don't expect you to give us the names of, of some of the players that you're uh, that you're training with. But is that another difference of, of MLS? We see players sort of um, Kai Kamara, for example, move from team to team to team. It's very different to, to over here in the UK. You wouldn't be doing pre-season training with with guys from other clubs, yeah. would you? Yeah, not necessarily. No. Um, well, I think you know that's uh, the beauty of it. You know the. It's it's like you just said, okay, come on from team to team, but you kind of build up these relationships also. But I, I came through the college system, and I'm you know playing along, I'm training sorry alongside guys who I've also played against in the college system. So you do you know hold that close bond to each other. But you know when it comes to the season, um, you know it's a different story. You're all like competing against each other, you know. But we're here, we're pushing each other to the max, and it, it's fun, it's fun, and I think it brings out the best to you when you compete and and train alongside you know guys who are, who also have the same mindset as yourself. Well, you've just said there you've come through the college system. Uh, at the moment yeah. in Orlando, it is the combine. You remember that well. Uh, I say you yeah. remember it well. You was <laughs> only there about. for a day. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what me- what memories do you have of that from last year? And what will the guys be thinking at the moment? Yeah, no, it's uh, you know one thing I uh, I wish I did was stay there. You know, for the whole period. But um, obviously, visa issues couldn't allow. You didn't need to, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing I had a contract going into it. <laughs> but no, it's a. Uh, it's a really fun event. Um, I think uh, the guys, it could be a bit nerve-wracking. Obviously, you play in some combine games, you know, the matches alongside players who you may not know very well um, in front of all the coaching staff, the technical directors, the GMs, and all, all that stuff. Um, but I think it's a step which you have to take, you know, to move on to the pro. Um, 
that's as close as um, you're going to be put on edge to playing the MLS game. I think you know you're going to be out of your comfort zone, and that's when you need to prove yourself most to, to be able to earn yourself a you know earn a draft pick really. Um, but you know it's it's a very enjoyable procedure. You know with the interviews that you have with different clubs, um, the the testing that you do, which some people disagree that should even exist. You know the, the kind of the physical testing, but um, no, it's a, it's definitely a great experience and one that sets up nicely for draft day. It's a very uh, it's a very US thing that the whole Super Draft Day. It's very exciting for us yeah. to watch. I kind of wish, in a way, that we did something similar over here. Um, yeah, but it's a fun event. It, it seems like. It's very difficult to know what's actually going on behind the scenes when when you watch mm-hmm. it. And yeah. as somebody who's been through it, how many of these players this year will kind of have an idea of where they're heading? Um, honestly, uh, for me, I, I knew I was going to get picked up at some point, but I didn't know to be honest where I was going to land. Um, you have these interviews with the, with the teams, and they, uh, you know they say you know we're really interested in you, and if you're available in our pick, we're going to select you. But you don't have a clue, to be honest. Um, I think the night before the draft, I had an interview with the Fire, and they said, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're probably interested in trading up for you. But you know, when you're sitting down in that seat, and you know, the team's on the clock, you, you, you literally you're just blank, point blank. You don't know what's going on. You know, and it's just you know, it's nerve wracking, absolutely. But once you hear your name called, it's the best feeling ever, man. And you walk on that stage, and you know, you give your speech and all that. So it's a it's a moment when you realise your dreams actually becoming a reality. So you'd you'd spoken to to the fire the the day before. So when RSL yeah. had that pick and it was on timeout, were you thinking, "Here we go, this is the one"? Yeah, I thought. Well, initially they traded up to get John Bacero, so I thought, "Oh no, that's <laughs> my chance gone." They actually traded up twice. You know, the fifth pick they traded from uh, traded up for, for for John Bacero. Yeah, but then um, you know when they did the second one, I thought, "Okay, this is me." For us, they, they were just to talk about the Super Draft a bit more, like it just seemed like an incredible sort of event to be at. You've got some yeah. of the fans there as well. And, um, you know, we saw a behind-the-scenes video of it, MLS did, and you're like, you, you're meeting some of these people for the first time, and it's like, oh, I'm going to yeah. be working with you, like, very soon. Yeah. Um, like, without... I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot, and I don't want to make you awkward to yeah, say yeah. specifically in teams, but how many... You knew, you know about the Chicago Fire. Was there any other teams? How many other teams did you think? Oh, I, I might be moving there if if the fire didn't work out. Um, a few to be honest, maybe three or four. But you know, there's a lot of wheeling and dealing that goes on in the last day, last minute. You know, with the trades and stuff. So a team may hold a top five, top ten pick, but you know they could like, like Salt Lake did. You know, uh, trade it for for allocation money. Um. Honestly, to be, to be honest, in, in that position when you're sitting down and the draft is going along, you, you don't know where you're going to end up, to be honest. And there's a big, you know, it's a big deal because, you know, it's, you go into a team, uh, you know, as a rookie, but then again, you're going to live in a, in a, in a city, like, you know, so there's a lot that to take in. It's not just the fact that I'm going to be playing for this club, but it's like, okay, I'm going to be living in the East Coast or I'm going to be living in the West Coast. So I'm going to play for a, you know, a, you know, year one franchise or not. So it's uh, it's crazy, but it's uh, it's an experience that you must you know live to actually understand what it's like. Uh, well, you say there about in the super draft, you don't know what's going to happen. The the yeah. impression we have is that you could have that all through your career in MLS because trades just <laughs> yeah. seem to happen at any time. Is that yeah. is that something that uh, you you feel as a as an MLS player is that it's great at the moment, but at any at any point I could move. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my uh, a fellow rookie, John Bacero, who was actually my roommate, got traded six months into his rookie season to Toronto. He, you know, we, we were actually, funnily enough, you know, a week before he got traded, we were thinking, man, this league is pretty crazy. Like, there's a lot that could happen without expecting, so you can't get too comfortable sometimes. And all of a sudden, he got traded. So it's, uh, it's definitely more uh, that goes on than maybe back home in England where players, you know, kind of run their contracts, whether it's a five-year deal or whatever it is. But here it's just like, you know, you got to make the most of ch- uh, the opportunity given because it could be, you know, taken away from you quickly. Yeah, of course. Final final thing on the super draft. Obviously, it is quite topical at yeah. the minute this week um, as the podcast goes out. But uh, you, again, you don't have to give me give me names. But were you kind of presumably in your head? You've you've moved over to the to the US. That's a big deal in yeah. itself. And like you say, you don't know where you're going to end up. East coast, west coast. I've been to America enough and, and moved around enough to know that everywhere is very very different. Did you yeah. have an idea in your head of a couple of teams where you're like, yeah, I'd I'd really like to go there. Maybe not just because of the club, but like the whole the whole city or or, or um, the the whole yeah. vibe of the place. For me, I looked at it more in a, in a, in a footballing way, in a soccer way. Um, just going to a place where if I'm given the opportunity, I know I can make the most out of. I didn't really care if I was in, you know, the West Coast, the East Coast, or, you know, wherever it may be, like I said. But I was more so looking at the opportunity and what's at stake and whether I can make the best of it. Uh, yeah. So, on that point, Mo, how different is it living in Chicago than it is, like, Nottingham? <laughs> Oh, it's different. Um, <laughs> Nottingham's a, it's a lot smaller city, and you know you can you can literally tour the whole city in about thirty minutes. <laughs> but no, it's uh, I, I live in downtown Chicago, and it's great. Um, you know, it's a very multicultural place, I'd say, especially the fact that I live downtown, so I can see a bit of everything. But no, it's a beautiful city, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it here. Um, and it's funny the Chicago uh, the draft is in Chicago right now, and I'm actually heading to the draft as a guest. Uh, this week, so that's an exciting part, and it's, I'm going to be looking at the draft a lot more differently than I was like last year. Position. <laughs> you can say that again. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of yourself, you obviously you finished last season with, with a little bit of an injury, didn't you? you presumably, yeah. you're you're more than ready to to bounce back. What are your oh, sure. What are your expe- expectations? I think you said like 15, 16, 17 games last season. Yeah. Going into it. Day day one. What do you realistically think that that you're going to achieve personally from a personal point of view this this season? I think um, you know in terms of you know I, I think it's a lot easier when you you know as, as a rookie you don't know what to expect. I think you know you come into preseason you're taking everything in and every day is a bit of a surprise. Um, but I think knowing having gone through a preseason, having gone through a whole season, I'm going to be far more in a better position. I think mentally to be able to cope with. With uh, with what the season may bring, you know, it wasn't a great season for us last year. Um, but I believe, you know, this season, I think everybody's coming back motivated. But like I said, my goals always remain the same, and it's you know to give everything I have in order to help this team. And you know, one of my big goals this year is to try to in a starting position in the team. Uh, so, what's the Fire's um, ambitions this season? It's got to be playoffs, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, last season was a you know, a drop compared to the season before after, you know, they went in the playoffs and they were very successful. But I think, you know, you know, we're looking for, for a rebound right now. I want to, you know, make sure that last season was a was a blip and, you know, we can, you know, c- come off it, you know, much stronger than, than um, others may think. 
trust me, Mo, your season wasn't as painful as mine was because I'm an Orlando fan and Henry's an Atlanta oh, fan, nice. so I've I've struggled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think to, to be fair, we've we've seen how much MLS can change maybe not for Orlando they don't seem to change every season but uh, we've seen it recently obviously Galaxy had a bad season and then managed to, yeah. to sort of rescue it we've seen a, a lot of ups and downs Be- because of that it, does it just feel totally different to, to football here in the UK because yeah. you know if Hen- Henry's a Bolton fan over here I mean we're pretty sure yeah. that Bolton are not suddenly going to have a good season are we? <laughs> <laughs> no I, I know what you mean um, you know there's a lot that can happen uh, and there's a lot of surprises here in the MLS than, than there is back home. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it. That's the exciting part. A team may not do so well one year, and then they can catch it by surprise and you know make a great run the following season. But um, definitely, you know, you can't. And that that doesn't allow you a chance to kind of dwell on the past, you know, because every year can be extremely different. That's why we love it because it's it's yeah. so entertaining. I think trying to sell exactly. it to to people here in the UK is dead easy because you you flick it on on a Sunday night and right. Atlanta are winning five four against Vancouver or something. And it's just it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, there yeah. were certainly a few goals in the Chicago Orlando game, but we won't go into that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just finally, Mo, um, how much would you recommend um, players players in the UK going over to the states and Canada and and getting involved in in MLS because it doesn't seem to happen a lot and we really wish it would happen more yeah no I'd, I'd absolutely absolutely encourage it you know to the, to the maximum I think you know I I was um you know I went through the academy system in Nottingham Forest and Derby County and was offered a professional deal at Blackburn but couldn't sign due to injury so you know I've, I've kind of experienced everything there is experience in England coming up you know through the youth ranks but um I think it's the best decision I've, I've, I've ever made actually going through the college system you know I've got a I've got a degree that I'm working towards right now, and at the same time, I'm, I'm playing professional football and, you know, living in a in an amazing country like the US. So, it's uh, it's definitely something that I'd encourage. And it's just about getting out of your comfort zone, man. I think you know when when you kind of you know put yourself in a show and you don't know what to expect, you know, you don't you know reach your full potential. But when you kind of widen out and see or take the opportunities that are out there for you, you realize what you can do with it. And I think you know. I've done so with that, and I'd encourage you know every guy to consider going through the college system and consider to come out to the states and you know reach their full potential. We're we're so pleased to to see how well it's gone for you so far, and we we can't oh, wait to so much, can't wait for 2019, and uh, really Absolutely. really got our fingers crossed for you, and we we want to see you uh, see you do well and and, and rep, appreciate it. rep the UK. Thanks so much, Mo. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So good to chat to Mo Adams. Thank you so much to him for for joining us on the show. Ref in the UK, and he's going to be at the Super Draft today. Yeah, what a nice guy as well. Like, a, really what nice. Is he, like twenty two, and he's uh, very humble. Sounds very humble. Very nice. Exactly the guy we want. Ref in the UK in MLS. Exactly, and also the drunkard in DC. But <laughs> anyway, we've uh, not mentioned that. Yet. Moving on. Go on. Right, let's do some five things that you may have missed from MLS since we were last with you. Number one. Number one, the next expansion team could be less than a week away from being announced. There is a press conference that has been uh, confirmed for the 15th of January. And guess where it is, Elliot? Hmm. Is it... Mississippi? No. 
Austin. Yes, it's in Austin, uh, Texas. So Austin FC are ex- expected to be announced as the 27th MLS franchise. Can I ask a question? Yep. This is a little bit uh, pointless, but a, a valid question, I mm-hmm. feel. Uh, my nephew is called Austin. Yeah. I've bought him an Orlando shirt. By naming rights, does he have to be an Austin fan? You would think so. Because if if there was a Henry FC that started, sorry Atlanta, I would probably follow him. Hmm. I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna have to let it let Orlando. I'd, I'd be saving him to be honest. If I if I move him to Austin, yeah. Well, how save o- him from the Lions. How old is he? Currently, he's two. Yeah, so he's gonna grow out of that shirt. <laughs> You'd imagine he would. <laughs> I hope so. So um, yeah, so uh, he's got to be an Austin fan. Okay. Uh, so Austin's expected to be the twenty seventh franchise in MLS. When's when do we stop? When's enough? When do we say enough's enough? Um, when do we get like the championship? <laughs> well, did, yeah, well, there already is the championship and League One, and League Two, starting with USL. But yeah, but they're not linked to MLS in any no. way. It's really strange. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd imagine thirty, and then we'd have to have the conversation. Okay, I'd like it how we're saying this as if we're in charge. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have the conversation. We'll cross that bridge when, when we come. But they might to then it. introduce North and South. You don't know. Could have a whole load of teams. Uh, next, Atlanta United have announced the matches where the Mercedes Benz Stadium will be open to full capacity during the next season. Oh, shush. It's the biggest stadium. Uh, the fixtures were released. Because it's not soccer specific. The, the fixtures were released uh, in our times. Let me guess. Last... One of them's Orlando because you're obsessed. Uh, yes, yeah. Atlanta and Orlando. Oh, was, the rivalry. Was one of the fixtures. That rivalry that's just so fierce and they're just so close to each other. Uh, May 12th. It says here, actually, this is in the, uh, what, what paper is this? The AJ, AJC. Which Historic rivalry. It goes imagine... back years. I'd imagine he's an Atlanta paper, maybe. Um, they say, this, the description next to Orlando, May 12th versus Orlando, which is considered Atlanta United's rival. So even they're not really that sure. They're just considered. What about Cincinnati? At Cincinnati, March 10th, it will be uh, the, the home opener. It's closer. It will be the celebration of last year's MLS Cup. And uh, that will be one of the games. Elsewhere, you've got June 1st against Chicago, uh, July 7th, which is my birthday, if anyone wants to buy me a ticket. You know that we'll uh, actually get offers. Yeah. But we will actually get offers. Also a plane ticket as well. Um, <laughs> uh, <they laughs> hashtag Spawn, hashtag yeah. British Airways, July. hashtag United Airlines, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Virgin. Yeah, July 7th, my birthday. Who else's birthday is it? Oh. We'd, no one cares. Albert Rusnak, so he'll probably be playing. I won't be able to see him. Um, against Red, the Red Bulls, uh, August 3rd, LA Galaxy, and then September 14th against Columbus. They're the games that Atlanta Stadium's going to be at full capacity. Cool. Number three. Uh, speaking of Columbus, let's just... We need to round this off from last year because it was dominating what we were talking about. Save the crew. Have now hashtag saved the the crew, especially with Austin's uh, press conference. I want one of those stamps where it's like, saved. saved. Yes. Um, so That's uh, Col- quite good. Columbus had their... <laughs> Columbus had their... Uh, um, have you broke our desk? <laughs> really hurt my knuckles, that dude. Uh, Columbus had their press conference last week where their new owner has announced that uh, they're going to be uh, constructing a $230 million stadium downtown and that's going to start in s- the summer. Because so- they are... Saved. Saved. Uh, elsewhere, number four, the latest player to be linked with Celtic FC, 
We have spent the Christmas Yawn. time just basically saying that players from MLS are linked with Celtic just because either they're going to replace Scott Brown or they just are in... They must have had a new scout in MLS, surely. Albert Elise of uh, Houston Dynamos is um, the latest player to be linked with Celtic. They're... Um, do you think he'd suit the UK game? I think he would. I, but then again, is Scotland's not technically as good as what we see in England. So, no, I, can I be really honest with you? Yeah, right. This is, it annoys me. You you're into Scottish football. Well, that, that annoys me. No, don't try and because you make me watch Scottish games. I'm like, Cel- no. I watch Celtic v Rangers. No one but cares. I ain't gonna watch. Kilmarnock v Hearts. No one cares about it. And do you know what? We get so much abuse. Oh, MLS is rubbish. The standard's terrible. Sorry, have you seen the Scottish Premiership? It's an absolute joke. Can I just remind you, we are MLS UK show, so we do appreciate, in their own way... Yeah, we've got loads of listeners in Scotland because they hate their own league. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Elise is the latest player to be linked with Celtic. We'll have to wait and see on this one because every other player... Will Trapp was the last one from Columbus. We tweeted about it and then just got a response going, uh, no, that's not the case. Uh, it's come out and said they're not interested. So, uh, yeah. Freddie Adu to Celtic. He'd still do a job in that league, do you reckon? Of course he would. Uh, and last but not least, Liam Ridgewell. Five. He is uh, parting ways with Portland Timbers. Going to Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's 35 and Liam didn't really play much last season, you must say, compared to other seasons he's been there. So it was probably about the right time he was to leave. You'd think with him going in January, he's probably going to come back to the UK. However... He could stay out in the US. I, w- I would strongly recommend that he, he stays in MLS um, just for the lifestyle. I mean, come on. This guy's played at West Brom in Aston Villa. I'm sure the US and Canada is much better than Birmingham. Yeah, he deserves, he deserves a shot in Florida or LA or something. <laughs> um, so he, the, the, the Timbers owner has come out and said, Liam is quite simply one of the most important and influential start signings in Timbers history. Not only has he been a top defender in MLS since his arrival, but he is a winner who greatly contributed to our locker room culture. I think I thank Liam and will miss him, which is very nice. He won MLS Cup, of course. Yes, he did. One of the only English players to have won the MLS Cup. 97 starts, six goals, two assists. Not bad for a defence. Uh, now, another uh, player... Not from the UK, but another player to have played in England and won the MLS Cup is our name with no game person. But we have got one... Name with no game? What are you doing? (laughs) Game with the changing name. Okay, game with the changing name. This is going to be this season is that we... I just get the actual... Hard work, isn't it? I get the name we call the game with no name or changing name wrong every week. Be something else next week. Anyway. Um... We've got another feature to introduce, one that we can actually remember the name of, uh, because uh, thanks to what's happening in Columbus at the moment and with mm. Cincinnati coming into the league, we've been asked by people who are just getting into the league, who started listening to the podcast, why do we call it the Hellies Real Derby? So we have thought, let's start a new feature. Why do they? Because there's so much stuff in MLS that goes on that it, it's just... It makes it a unique league. It's bizarre, isn't it? Let's it, be honest. It's bizarre, yeah. And and that's why we've got loads of people going, why do we do that? Why do Portland Timbers have some guy chopping a, uh, <laughs> chopping a log behind, uh, chainsawing a log behind the goal? So we're going to answer a few of these questions. If you've got any questions that you want to get to the bottom of, any uh, questions about MLS and the little quirky things that they do, tweet us at MLS UK Show. 
Somebody messaged us, uh, sent us a, a message on Christmas Eve, and they said they basically said, "Could we help them with a few questions that they've got?" So I replied, um, or we reply to ev- reply to everything that we that we get. We try uh, to. I yeah. think it's I think it's really important that that we get to speak to you guys as much as possible. And I said, "Yeah, fire away any questions." He said, "I'll go away and make a list." <laughs> He's still not sent us the list. <laughs> How long is it going to be? <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Uh, number five hundred and twelve. <laughs> Why have San Jose called the earthquakes? Um, so, shall we answer this question? I, I'll do it. Why do we call it the Helly's Real Derby? Do hey, Henry. Know? Hey, Henry. Yeah? I've got a question about MLS. Oh, go on. Um, I, t- I tweeted it to at MLS UK show. Oh, I saw it and- because I am an admin. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you the question now? Yes. Go hey, ahead. Hey, Henry. Yes. Why is it called the Helly's Real Derby? Oh, good question. Elliot. Thanks, Henry. Uh, the reason they call it the Helly's Real Derby, and it all goes back to 2007. Jimmy Hartson uh, was a religious type, let's just call him, who was part of this religious group who uh, wanted to spread the word, uh, to be religious and spread the word of Christianity. So he erected a sign just outside of Columbus which said, Hell is Real. Now, the Columbus Crew fans and the FC Cincinnati fans, instead of taking on the religious uh, stuff with the sign, instead have decided to name the Derby because it's on Interstate 71, which runs from Columbus to Cincinnati. They have decided to call it the Hellies Real Derby. And this has continued and this will continue into the season next season. Now, remember, there was a US Open Cup game where Cincinnati beat Columbus. 1-0 in the last few years. That is the only time in the last few years that these teams have played. So this derby, is it is going to be a Helly's Real derby. It's going to be very fiery. It's going to be very colourful, orange and yellow. And he, despite the fact that Cincinnati very kindly offered their support for the Save the Crew stuff, now that's over with, they can get back to hating each other. So that is the reason why it's all down to some religious sign that said Helly's Real but they've ignored the religious stuff about it and he decided to call the local derby uh, the Hellies Real Derby. Now, I say local derby. It is one of the local derbies, truly local derbies in MLS. There is 110 miles that separate Columbus and Cincinnati. In this country, in the UK, we don't actually... It makes us laugh because you may have seen this week, it was going around social media, but somebody's done a map of Europe and placed the MLS teams, where they would be in Mm. Europe. And where you've got Portland, who are in the UK, you've then got Orlando, I think, we're in Azerbaijan. (laughs) So that shows how big the the UK... Sorry, the US actually is. I've got it here. Um, So, for example, Vancouver are at the top of the UK. Yep. Seattle just about squeeze into Scotland. Portland Timbers are in Wales. San Jose are um, just off the coast of France. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, LA, Barcelona, and then moving all the way across to the other side, you've got um, Orlando in Azerbaijan. Um, bizarrely, Atlanta are, are in Georgia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. That's good. So that works out well. Um, and it's it's crazy. Sporting KC, Ukraine, FC Dallas, Romania. Houston Dynamo in Turkey. So the distances are absolutely unbelievable between these clubs in MLS. Um, And what we've decided to do, within a... uh, We've had a look and seen within a 100-mile or 110-mile radius, the clubs... 
that are in the north and in the south. Of course, in the Premier League. Now, in the north, in the Premier League, in, within 110 miles, you have Manchester United, Manchester City. You've got Liverpool, you've got Everton, you've got Huddersfield, you've got Burnley. Uh, you've also then got the likes of um, Wolves. Mm-hmm. You've got the the clubs within Birmingham. So you've got, I know these are the championship, but you've got Aston Villa, Birmingham. You've got West Brom. You've got Coventry City who are in League One. You've, of course, got the the great, the mighty... I just worried he was going to say Bolton then. You've then got the championship teams in the Northwest, so you've got the mighty Bolton uh, Wanderers. Yep. And then Blackburn, Wigan and the others. And Preston. Come on, Wigan! <laughs> uh, and then down south, you've got all the London teams. You've got Arsenal, you've got Chelsea, you've got Tottenham, Crystal Palace. You've got then Watford, I think. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and others <laughs> I just can't remember you can tell he's from the north can't you but that tells that oh of course Stoke City where we're actually based in Stoke so Stoke City are in the north as well um, so there you go it's, that shows that within 110 miles in the UK you can actually go for example out of the 92 football league teams I've actually been to watch Bolton at around 40 of the grounds because they're also close they're also close but you know in, in the US and Canada it's not quite as easy to get to away If you games. do one away game a year, then fair play to you. Yeah, so for Columbus and Cincinnati fans, this would be really big for them. Saying that, right, so I, I go and watch Orlando at least once a year. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that it's almost as far to fly from Orlando to Portland as it is for me to fly from here to Orlando. It probably <laughs> is, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It probably is, and uh, that shows why you're a true fan. Dedication. Yes. Um, shall we round... Hey, Henry! Yeah? Thanks for telling me about the Hell is Real derby and answering my question that I sent to at MLS UK show on Twitter. Not a problem. If so. you've got any... <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question for Henry in Why Do They, then send it like I did to at MLS UK show. Yeah, you can also do it on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks, Henry. Let's round off the podcast. Let's reveal Okay, the Henry. <laughs> Let's reveal the name of the, uh, the, the, the game with the changing name. Well done. Yes. Um, we give you the career path of a MLS star, and you have to guess who it is. Um, we omitted one club, and that was Atlanta United. Yes, it's Chris McCann. So he played at Burnley, Wigan, <laughs> Coventry City on loan. All the, uh, the, the, the huge teams. <laughs> massive, glamoured, glamorous sides. Uh, and now he's playing for Atlanta United. MLS Cup winner. Um, <laughs> and he's from Dublin in Ireland. That's why we were we were contemplating not doing it. But we are opening it up this season. We are opening it up to players that have played in both the UK and MLS. Hey, Henry. Yep. If I had a suggestion for a player to feature in <laughs> the game with the changing name... Could I send it to at MLS UK show? You could, but please DM it or else people will see it and then get the uh, get the answer. Okay, Henry, I'll do that. Okay. Should um, we go now? I want to say thanks just before we go uh, around New Year's I'm Day. I'm thank your mum, are you? No, around New Year's Day. Uh, it's my lot, job. I'm a lot to be thankful to her for, but around uh, UK, uh, New That's Year's Day, um, we put out a tweet and an Instagram just basically saying that this season... We're wanting to introduce a lot more of the the fan sort of chat into 
the podcast. Last year, you'll remember that we had quite a few fans on, a few uh, podcasts from, from certain teams and whatnot, and they were talking about certain teams and certain things going on. We enjoyed that. We had to stop it because we changed the studios. Do you remember that time when we changed the studio for oh, weeks and weeks horrific. and weeks? Uh, so now we're in our fancy studio. We can bring it back. So I just want to say thanks for the uh, the response we got. We've got at least two or three people for each team. And when I put it out, I was like, well, we'll get probably get Orlando, Atlanta, <laughs> you know. But no, we've got every single team. So I want to say thanks for that. We've also got a few people who are saying they want to talk about the US Open and the USL. And Nashville as well. We're not even a team yet, really, in MLS, but we've also got uh, fans for that. So, hey, I wanna, Henry, want to say thank you. Yeah. If I wanted to represent my team on the MLS UK show, could I tweet you and let you know? Yes. Could um, I do it to at MLS UK show? Yes, you can. Cool. Shall we go now? Yeah, I think it's best we do. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.